Hello and welcome back to another episode of my Miniature Obsession podcast. I'm grateful that you are here and listening to me, so thank you. I hope you also are having a great start to your summer here in Wisconsin. It is hot. For the beginning of June, it's been in the 90s, which isn't very, isn't typical, but we decided as a family that we were going to invest in a pool, and so I've really been enjoying that. It's actually, I think I'm more excited than the kids because I've always wanted a pool. It's a smaller pool, but I don't care. I'll take it. Any pool is better than no pool, so we have been really enjoying that, so I say bring on summer. When I'm not swimming, I have been working really hard on bringing you a subscription box. So it's a monthly, or I should say a bi-monthly to start out, um, subscription box delivered right to your door. I mean, who wouldn't love that, right? It's like Christmas every other month and it's filled with miniatures. How fun. So inside this subscription box, we'll have fun and festive handmade miniatures that are perfect for each holiday and special occasion so you can decorate your dollhouse or miniature scene in style. So each box will be hand curated by me. And I'm really excited. Not only are these one-of-a-kind miniatures, but I'm also delighted to bring to you other miniaturist creations by having a featured artist in several of the boxes throughout the year. And then each box, or some boxes, I should say, not every box, but they will also have a small DIY project for you. So I'm really excited to bring this to you. It should be launching in the middle of July. So I have about a little over a month. So I, if you are excited as I am, I highly encourage you to head over to my website and get on the wait list. Now, if you make miniatures, you know that they take time. And so I have to really limit the number of subscribers in the beginning. So head on over to micdropminiatures.com forward slash subscription box. So again, that's micdropminiatures.com forward slash subscription box. And then if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page, you will see the wait list. Just simply add your name, email, and when the subscription box is open and ready for purchase, you will be the first to be notified. So I'm really excited for that, so watch for that. So in today's episode, I, I have to tell you I made an error. So when I interview people, we talk through Zoom, and then I record the audio, Well, this time when I was talking to Jen, I forgot to push record. So like four minutes into the interview, I realized I wasn't recording. So a little bit about what you missed is we were just talking about how we met because it's a pretty cool story. So I took this business class online last fall and this other lady that was part of that course, she was into creepy things. And she was trying to build a dollhouse and she was purchasing creepy dollhouse miniatures from this lady on Facebook. And she's like, Rachel, you have to see her creations. So she gave me Jen. She gave me her contact information and I looked and Jen has some amazing creations. 
And it was so cool because Jen actually only lives an hour and a half from me. So she lives in the southern part of Wisconsin. I'm in central part of Wisconsin. So it's just really cool to, to meet another miniaturist so close to me. And her creations also bring up a lot for me because I had a Halloween wedding. Yep, full-blown costume Halloween wedding. And a lot of her creations just remind me of that day. I loved my wedding and I want so bad to redo it. Not redo it, but do it again, I should say, because it was probably the best day of my life. I had so much fun. So her creations are amazing. And I often wonder, well, I did ask her, like, is this your full-time job? Because I feel like she can just crank out the miniatures and nope, it's actually not. She's just a very fast creator. I wish I was that way. I feel like my miniatures sometimes take me forever to make. But so I hope you like this conversation conversation I had with Jen. And you didn't miss out on much. So just how we met. And as always, if you love this conversation, I would just ask that you share it with another mini friend. Maybe post it to your social media so other people can find us. And then we can, you know, they can join this miniature community that we have. So thanks again for listening and enjoy. Bye. Hello, friends, and welcome to my miniature obsession podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Karf. This podcast is about all things miniature. We will explore the world of minis and all its raw talent, dedication, patience, and the new energy of this art form. Hear from miniature hobbyists and professionals from all over the world. We will gain a deeper insight into the creative processes that drive them. We will also explore what their biggest struggles are, their most devastating failures, and the most uplifting successes. I hope to encourage and inspire you in your miniature hobby, because even the ordinary become extraordinary in miniature. Able to make, like design whole rooms for people and totally personalize it and everything from modern to Victorian to super creepy, but um, creepy seems to be the most popular. Yeah. I do. Uh, and then I actually just introduced miniatures to my aunt who was very creative, but didn't have an outlet. And she came to visit me and she is taking my like electric chairs and taking them to a whole new level. She's electrifying them and, um, wow. we're bouncing ideas off of each other and, we're trying to actually build up an inventory for Windigo Fest. Okay. Are you going to go to Windigo Fest? What's it called again? The one that, that's the one it, in October? It's in October. It's the first weekend of October in Manitowoc. And um, there's a store there called the Mad Hatter. Mm-hmm. That's all about creepy stuff. And the woman that runs it um, puts on this uh, at the Expo Center in Manitowoc, a huge show. And it's not just miniatures, but um, she actually saw my stuff online and contacted me personally and asked if I would get a booth and sell stuff. 
Yeah, so I'm excited. We're trying to come up with new ideas and just make. Well, I definitely want to check it out. It being so close to my house too that I yes, I have to. And let's hope that they all these shows stay open. I know that yeah. you know COVID and whatnot. So yes, I'll definitely have to check it out. Thank you for letting me know. She said, um, well, not last year because of COVID, but the year before that, she has an average of about 10,000 people that show up. Wow. So I'm hoping that'll be a good thing. I've never done a show like that before. Well, I'm excited for you. Thank you. Can you tell us how did you get started in miniatures? Oh my goodness. Well, not this Christmas, but the Christmas before I was really, really sick and I was sick for like a month and I was bored out of my mind and I was at Target and they had this dollhouse for 50 bucks and I didn't know anything about dollhouses. Not, I mean, I knew nothing. And so I just kind of by trial and error over the past what year and a half now just started making stuff and watched a lot of youtube videos and um just that led to me making a barn for my nieces like from scratch and then i made a tree house and then i made a farmer's market and then i realized that the dollhouse i had wasn't one twelfth scale so i got a real dollhouse and then um everybody that was coming by was saying, you should sell your stuff, you should sell your stuff. But I just didn't have the confidence in myself to sell anything. And um, one day I just posted some stuff on Marketplace and it kind of blew up. And, and you're selling all over local? All over the US. I okay. sold in Europe and Canada and cool. I mean, all over the place what would you say is the most popular creepy stuff you said um electric chairs and then i have um coffin shelves that i fill up with books and potions and scrolls and ouija boards and tarot cards and wow. you know black candles and black cats and all sorts of stuff i will and post some pictures so people can see your work but for only being you know, a miniature is for a year and a half. Wow, your stuff is amazing. So oh, thank you very much. Great. You know, I, always, I always liked doing artsy kind of stuff, but I didn't find my outlet. Mm -hmm. You know, I was doing paint by number and puzzles and painting and things like that. And then I just, I mean, now it's an obsession, absolute obsession. And you, I'm like, dang you're so quick like you I feel like you get out all this stuff but you this isn't like your day job you do have you're a teacher right I was a full-time teacher and I'm subbing so that okay. I can do this and um then I can work when I want to and not work when I <laughs> have a lot of orders okay, but cool, um, cool. do but what like you love right session and like I wake up every morning really excited to work and to make things perfect for people and um I've never had you know issues or complaints with anything uh I think most of the people you know I didn't even know about miniature groups on Facebook I wasn't even on Facebook at all mm -hmm. so um you know 
as soon as I started talking to these people on the miniature groups and posting stuff, um, people started PMing me and asking if I could make this or make that. And it was just kind of, you know, fun. That's pretty amazing that you have so many orders coming through just from Facebook uh, marketplace. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, honestly, I really want to start, you know, a, a bigger blog. I have a really small blog right now, and I would love to make some YouTube videos on some things people haven't done. Um, and I would like to get a store, an Etsy store or something going. I just honestly have not had any time and I have so many personal projects I want to finish, but, um, I'm just so busy. So what would you say is your most favorite thing to make? I love making the creepy stuff. Um, but I love when people send me pictures of things that they want that I haven't made before. Um, there's a guy that's doing, I don't know what it's called. Vikings, like Viking kind of stuff and it has a lot of skulls and weird kind of Wiccan okay. you know, effects to it and I'm just trying to I like when I have to try to figure out how to make something okay. and make it you know so you like and a challenge <laughs> I do I do and actually I got a cricket for Christmas Ooh. and I've made a couple of things on it, but I think once I figure out how to actually use it, um, I well, really want to start. Yeah, I know. I can heard... help you. Yeah, um, I love the cricket. Your whole world will open up in all these different things that you can know. I need help and I want to start making furniture because I really don't feel like most of the furniture or furniture available is really high caliber furniture unless you want to spend yeah. you know hundreds of dollars on a single piece of furniture and most people can't afford to do that yeah so I love to take you know cheap furniture and um add to it with clay and things like that and spray paint it and reupholster it and uh, whatever I can do so but, anything that you hate to make, like you're like never making that again. Oh, no. oh my gosh. For the longest time, people wanted babies and, you know, they have those little baby molds Yeah. Um, in the cake department. And I found one that was just small enough for like a one twelfth scale baby, but I would, um, they were, they're horrible molds. They're not 3d at all. So I actually sculpt them to be 3d. And then I would put diapers and onesies and headbands and pacifiers and whatever the person wanted on them and sewed little blankets and made suckers and diaper boxes and oh that went on for oh my goodness months and months and months and months and finally I'm just like I no. I'm sick <laughs> and they're really cute they are. they are very cute they're they look so real it's like dang yeah they're they're beautiful oh, you saw pictures of those don't i think you had them on facebook somewhere i thought i saw them i did at some point i don't even know if they're still listing i need to yeah i i swear i saw them somewhere on your social media but that was really nice because I ended up donating some to the hospital down the street for people a lot of people that i made them for i ended up just 
doing it free because they lost a child or lost a grandchild and I heard that a lot so oh, that's um, so sweet of you well it was it was nice to you but yeah you make also these animals where I'm like I don't even know where I'd begin oh <laughs> like crows and I think what are those turkey vultures. heads vultures yes um can you just kind of walk us through the process of how you make those are they feathers what do you use for the yeah, I actually use um, translucent clay just because it's it has a little bit of a different texture and it stays, you know, it's it stays when you sculpt it. So each one is hand sculpted and I just look up pictures of whatever it is the person wants. There are many varieties of chickens and vultures and roosters and ravens and crows and whatever. So I usually study pictures and read about them. And um, I do a lot of research into whatever project I'm doing. And then I, I, I ask my Alexa all the time, like how big something is. And then I make sure I get it to 112 scale. Um, and then yes, they are painted and sealed and covered in feathers. They're so cool. I've never attempted an animal before because I always find it, oh, I could never do that. But yours are so realistic. They're so cool. And the even your they are, the harder they are to do, let me tell you. Like so do you like doing florals? Cause I like right now you're making your farmer's market and I I saw that you make lots of florals. And to me, yeah. florals to me are tough because I feel maybe I need to use your tip of using translucent translucent clay because I feel yes. like the clay gets so soft and then I fingerprint prints on it yep. and I get mad. And then I just feel like I can't work with something that's small and thin. Um, I seriously, when I pick out translucent clay, I always try to find the kind that's the hardest. Like I'll look at the back of the pile for the hardest translucent clay and um, mix that in with a little, for my flowers, I mix that in with a little bit of white and I never just make anything like the color. It's supposed to be very few things, especially fruits and vegetables or flowers are made, the color they're supposed to be, they're made out of translucent and white clay. Um, and if you get frustrated with it, stick it in the freezer, stick the clay in the freezer for a few minutes and then or, you're painting it or oh I uh well I I make the flowers and then I actually color them dry with dry chalks oh okay. and then you can use you know usually with the chalks you get like two to three colors of whatever color it is you're trying to use mm -hmm. so you can add some depth to it and you have to do that before you bake it <laughs> okay um, and then unfortunately the only thing about that is that um, sometimes if you try to seal it with like with Mod Podge or something like that, it'll take off um, some of the coloring. So for my roses and things, I just put like little droplets. So it kind of looks like rain okay. has fallen on there. So I can, I don't know if you can see. Oh, yes. And what are you doing for the leaves and for the vines? Is that just wire? And then you just bake bake it the wire already this, to the flower? No, 
actually at Hobby Lobby, if you go through all of their floral stuff, they have um, a lot of pieces with really small um, leaves. Okay. And I actually use those. I did make my own leaves, but these end up just being a lot more realistic. And then the ends um, that are brown and covered with wire, mm -hmm. I use nothing goes to waste. I use those as the stems for um, you know, a lot of stuff. And with my fruits and vegetables, I like to try to find really thin pieces of wood for the stems. Okay. And I use a lot of stuff from outdoors that uh, makes it look more real realistic rather than using wire or, it's you know. Thicker. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit of what your personal collection looks like? Is it huge? I know you said you bought a dollhouse and have you expanded yeah. or are you just so busy making and selling that your personal collection is? Well, I, the first one I bought was Victoria's Farmhouse, which is a huge dollhouse. And I just started ripping it apart because it was my first dollhouse and I, you know, didn't, it's just not up to the caliber that I would want it to be now. So I'm ripping that apart and going to redo it. And I think I'm going to do that one kind of like a shabby chic, just because that matches the style of it. Then I got a, uh, this little dollhouse, for, I think I got it for like 15 or 20 bucks. And it's that cheap, you know, orchid one that you have to push out the, oh, the pieces. Yeah. I tried putting one of those together on my own and I couldn't do it. So I ended up having to put joint compound all over the inside and the walls. And um, that became my little haunted house. Can I flip this somehow so you can see? Sure. I think you can. I'm not sure if you're on your phone or not, but probably. Um, it's not giving me, oh, here. I just love, oh, look at this. I got this to organize everything. I just love it. But here's my little uh, haunted oh, dollhouse. It took me two days. Two days before. to build it? Oh, it's uh, the house. It okay. was built, but two days to make everything in it. So the floors are actually eggshell cartons, and so is the uh, fireplace. And you're the, um, fast. I feel like <laughs> that's because I'd never stop. <laughs> that would take me like a year, and you're like, oh, I created it in two days. <laughs> and every everything I've figured out, like the what I use the most is probably cardstock. Like all the little chandeliers are just cardstock popsicle sticks and then you know I make the flowers and stuff and then I have all the little kitchens are my favorite thing to do here's my victorious farmhouse that I tore apart so you can see I'm storing stuff in there and then this is my big project right now um, this is the Allison Jr and I have one of the additions on the left side, you can see it's a little conservatory. There's gonna be another two-story addition on this side. And then I'm changing this dresser and I'm gonna have six more rooms below just because I wanna do, I love 
like basements and you know all sorts of kitchen stuff so I'm gonna do a huge larder that's so um cool. maybe I've you made, can take a I picture made, of those two houses that you have oh and that tree house so I can share it so they can see a visual the people. oh okay yeah like I, later when we get done just send me a picture if you don't mind yeah. those those are so the back of the tree house actually um opens up Again, I still can't believe how speedy fast you are with all this. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. So this is the little I made I make this stuff for my little nieces, but they are pretty young right now and pretty destructive. So um that is so yeah. cool. You are like looking at your items. I feel like you've been making miniatures for years. And so when you say, Oh, that's yeah. so sweet of you. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty amazing. Another great thing about Marketplace is I do a lot of trading and I never had dolls in my doll houses. I just didn't really like dolls. But this woman sent me, she wanted birds and she ended up sending me these porcelain antique silk dressed gorgeous just amazing dolls nice. and yeah, so I'm I not into dolls either really I guess I always thought it'd be cool to have dolls that look like my family so maybe yeah and they do that reach out but I just thought it'd be so cool to have yes. well I actually don't like the dolls that they sell so I have some doll kits and I have a bunch of, uh, I actually have an old book that has some patterns. So I'm going to try my hand at making dolls soon. Oh, that's so cool. You are yeah. so talented. Yeah, are you an art teacher? You should be. <laughs> English, actually. <laughs> Most Maybe you can teach, ever. teach some classes. So what would be like one or maybe a couple words that you would say that describes your style? I was trying to come up with the word. And I didn't really, do you have any words that could maybe describe I, your style? I'm pretty eclectic. I And right, well, right now, um, as you can see from this dollhouse, it's, I'm a little bit of a hoarder. Um, <laughs> we are. If I think that I can make something into something, um, I buy it. And I am overloaded I have a whole nother room full of totes of things that I've made and I just don't have enough room to go with everything so um bigger house that solves your problem right? yes yeah yes bigger so, house that's what I keep so, telling my husband he's like we just moved here a year ago I'm like well I'm out of room I don't know what to tell you so, yeah so I didn't answer your question before I have um, three dollhouses that are set up. I have two in boxes. I also have a store um, that I found the kit for and I made the kit and made a room box, but now I found the store that goes with it. So I'd love to have like a whole, you know, section of stores and I'd love to do like a, a wedding shop and a saloon and I, I don't even know. There's so many things I want to do. Um, then I have the barn and I have this huge area that I used to have a farmer's market. I also built a chicken coop. Your collection is lots of animals. So I'll have to send you, I, I don't know if I sent you a picture of the barn. 
I don't think so. Yeah. Anything you can send and then I'll share it on my social media so they can see who's ever listening to the podcast. Yeah. It's oh, a collection. Yeah. Huge. You'll have to open up a museum someday. I, I'm going to have to. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about where you get your inspiration. You said the internet, is there, are you on Pinterest or like Instagram? Is there anyone that an artist and other miniatures that you go to that you admire their work or anything or oh my gosh well of course Bentley House Minis with Era I love her stuff and it's she's just so much fun to watch I feel like I know her <laughs> and I would love to trade with her or make her something or send her something because I've always wanted to do I actually in retrospect would have turned this into the Adams Family dollhouse instead um, that's kind of my goal someday to do that. And then she, when I heard her most recent post, she was talking about how it took her 11 years to finish that house. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's gonna take me about that time, but I think I could do it. We'll have it done in a week. Won't you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well maybe someday if I'm ever down in that area I would love to see your your collection you are welcome to come over anytime is there any other like community down there for miniatures have they used? No. no nothing around here that I know of I don't I don't know of any miniature shops I know that most miniature shops have kind of shut down and it's all online well you were yeah. being so close you're gonna have to go to Chicago and july i think now the show is it's always in april but it was canceled and moved to july but your mind will be blown if you go there because you have to be close to chicago so make sure you check it, that out is that like a i think it's, i saw something about that is that the the tom bishop show international show oh yes it's like yes. three days long and your mind will be blown it's crazy oh i would love to get new ideas mm -hmm. yeah That's if you can get wonderful. there get there I will so close. I will. And I guess I just would love to know what now that you're I know you're so quick. Um, what's the longest time you've ever spent on a project? Um, let me see. Well, I think my first dollhouse, this Victoria's farmhouse, was huge. I had never put anything together before, and it took me two months. So I don't know how long it takes other people to put it together. And get I've it had a house for 10 years that still isn't. <laughs> if you need anything, let me know. I'd be happy. I would love to make you something and send it to you for having oh, me. Well, thank you. Yeah, I just started this podcast to meet other like-minded people that share the same passion. And so, yeah. So thank you for being on and thank you for, for that. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm just, I'm really bad at like, I start something and then I'm like, get another new idea and I'm like oh okay I'll put that back burner and start this and yeah that's the best thing to do if you get frustrated with something to just put it aside and take a break and do something that you like yeah. and you know I think the reason that I am so fast with everything is because I have such horrible anxiety and this turned out, and I talk, you know, I hear from a lot of other people that they have depression and anxiety and would this help them? This has totally helped me. 
-hmm. It keeps my mind occupied all the time. And it's just a wonderful outlet. And then you have something beautiful to show for it. And it doesn't matter. So it's like med- uh, medication almost for you or a therapy. It, or, yeah, like that's it is. And I think it is for a lot of people. And, you know, like I said, my aunt just started this and she was saying she she didn't know her outlet until now. And she's just, she's going faster than I am. <laughs> I mean, seriously. That's so cool. Well, to wrap it up, why don't you tell everyone, you mentioned a blog before, where can they find you? It's called Jen's Crafty Little World.com. Okay. And um, I think I, I need to come up with a business name for um, Windigo Fest. And I would like to start, you know, a, a, an Etsy page or something. And I think it's going to be called Peyton's Peculiars um, or Peyton's Petite Peculiars. I don't know. What do you think of that? I think I like, yeah, I like the petite in there. You know, just to show that it's miniature or small or. Or it could just be Peyton's Petites. My my last name is Peyton. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I need to come up with. I'm really bad at names though. Just so you know, like it took me just to come up with my business name. It took me months. And then one day I just woke up in the middle of the night and it popped in my head. It was so strange, but, but I do love your name though. I think it's, I like the petite in there. Okay. Then I'm going to stick with that. And people are always asking me, you know, where my Etsy shop is and do I have business cards? And I'm. (laughs) Well, Hey, maybe you're doing good without all of that. So congrats to you. Well, thank you. I need to get a little bit more organized and, you know, maybe that would even help out in business. I am not sure. Being organized. Yeah. If you know everything is and you can sometimes the only thing with me being organized is I feel like it helps me to be creative like it yes. gets, yeah so but hey if you know where everything is and you're still making this stuff I think you're you're fine thank you yeah but yeah I really thank- appreciate you inviting me on here this is yes. my first podcast and you're welcome I hope we have more yeah well thank you I- again I come up with something really exciting I will let you know yeah and I'll again share some pictures because I it's hard when you don't have um you know social media so people see your stuff but I will post this so they can see your your creations because they're beautiful well thank you yeah Yeah, I'll do some pictures and we'll keep in touch okay thank you again thank you Rachel bye okay bye